speakers on one side of me. This is like our 40th episode. Okay, and you the haven't. Microphones on the right. No, it's not. No. Why are you putting it on like a headband? <laughs> Get ready with me to record a podcast. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ride Home Podcast. My name is Abby. Hey, guys, it's Caitlin. We had every intention of doing an episode of on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 mm-hmm. this week. So much so that we actually started to do a watch through. I showed you the yes. first Guardians over the weekend that mm-hmm. you like loved. Yes. And the entire time we were watching it, you were just like so concerned about Rocket the whole time. Yeah. And then we started hearing some things about volume three. Yes, we did. (laughs) Unintentionally Unintentionally, stumbled across this information. Basically, a lot of what we were seeing online was that volume three covers Rocket's origin story, which Mm -hmm. if you're not familiar with Marvel, he's like a genetically enhanced raccoon. Mm -hmm. And it shows how he became that way Mm -hmm. and the one article we read literally said it's 150 minutes of animal cruelty yes the second i saw there was an otter involved Mm. i was out Mm. i couldn't (laughs) couldn't do it Mm -mm. i was like nope this is not for me i can't do it no which i need to tell you this might be the first marvel movie i will not watch you know i was wondering about Mm -hmm. that i've seen all of them haven't you also mostly seen them like the premiere? Yeah, <laughs> the, like, the opening night. So this is big. We can't do it. Our hearts are too weak for animals. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not something that I ever want to voluntarily witness or experience. No. That being said, we ran a little poll on Mm -hmm. our Instagram page and a lot of people actually voted on it, which was fun because I like when there's like more voices to to a poll. Uh And it was to choose our next episode instead of Guardians. And it was between Polite Society and Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. You can guess who wanted to see which (laughs) movie. I didn't necessarily feel a poll towards Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Caitlin, you grew up reading, is, is it books or is it one book? So the author of it, Judy Bloom, wrote a lot of books of this same nature, uh-huh. but there's only one book that's Are You There, God, It's Gotcha. Yeah. So she wrote a lot of like girl stories. Yeah. A lot of like growing up, like gotcha. teenage, preteen kind of girl stories in the 70s. Gotcha. Mostly is when they came out. But this is the one and only Margaret. This is the one and only Margaret. There's only one book. <laughs> And it's called, Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. The first thing that I need you guys to know is I think Caitlin was so excited to see this movie because she grew up with the book. Mm -hmm. So much so that when Judy Bloom had a cameo, (laughs) Judy Bloom walks across the street in the frame and Caitlin lunges forward and just goes, That's Judy Bloom! I don't know why I was so excited. I did not expect her to be in the movie. And I think legitimately was it was a bigger reaction than when Tobey Maguire showed up in (laughs) Spider-Man. 
Like it was. Yes. It was the biggest reaction anyone has ever had in a movie. Mm -hmm. And the best part was that the entire theater was empty besides it was us and one dude. Yep. Who came by himself to see Are You There God? It's me, Margaret. Almost in the front row. Almost in the front row. But (laughs) Caitlin just shouted. (laughs) Judy Boom. I just, I don't know why I was so excited about it. My favorite thing, too, is that you claim that you grew up watching this. But when you called your mom when we got out of the theater, she was like, I don't remember ever giving you that book. (laughs) My mom was like, I don't remember reading those books and I don't remember telling you to read them. (laughs) Marty's gaslighting you. (laughs) Dude, but you did. And they were really important to me. Yeah. Could you give us the synopsis and also a brief little cast list? Okay, so it was directed... Mm -hmm. And the screenplay was adapted by Kelly Freeman Craig, Uh who also wrote the screenplay and directed that movie, The Edge of Seventeen. Underrated. A very underrated movie. That's Haley Steinfeld, right? And Paul Rudd? No, I feel like it was Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Oh, Paul Rudd's in uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yes. Okay, so she loves a coming-of-age film. And the cast is, we'll start with the heavy hitters. Mm Mm-hmm. And work our way down. <laughs> so we got Kathy Bates. Uh-huh. Heaviest titter of heaviest all. Heaviest <laughs> titter of all. Rachel McAdams. Mm-hmm. Brittany Safdie. And Abby Ryder Fortson. Who plays Margaret. Who plays Margaret. Who, funny enough, you know the annoying teenager in Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yeah. She played the little girl version of that character in the first two Ant-Man movies. Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So okay. I've seen her before. Okay. And I, and I liked her in the original Ant-Man. She was much better than the teenage version of yeah. Cassie. I was going to say, I wasn't sure if she had ever acted before. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She has a little a little history. She has a little career. Yeah. She's only 15. So that's impressive. Right. And here's our synopsis. Okay. It's a doozy. It's kind of a long synopsis, just so everyone, so stick with us. (laughs) 11-year-old Margaret moves to a new town and starts to contemplate everything about life, friendship, and adolescence. She relies on her mother, Barbara, who offers loving support, and her grandmother, Sylvia, who's coming to terms with finding happiness in the next phase of her life. Questions of identity, one's place in the world, and what brings meaning to life soon brings them closer together than ever before. And you're obviously already familiar with the plot because you grew up reading these books Mm -hmm. or book, I should say. Yes. So Caitlin, did Are You There God? It's Me, Margaret, the movie live up to the book? I have to say, I really think it did. Yeah. Of course, I have not read this book in at least 20 years probably more it's not like when you read a book right before you see the movie where you're like well the book was better Uh so i really can't (laughs) say one way or the other but if my memory serves me correctly i feel like this movie was it honestly maybe one of the best adaptations i've seen of a book oh wow for a couple of reasons okay one the fact that it was true to the time that the Mm -hmm. book came out Mm -hmm. I felt like that made it extremely wholesome and charming and nostalgic. Yeah. And I feel like this movie and adaptation would just simply not have worked if they tried to make it the modern day Mm -hmm. Which probably was a temptation. I'm sure. And I'm very, I'm personally very glad that they didn't make it a modern adaptation Mm -hmm. because I think there's something really nauseating about when 
especially because movies are written by adults. Mm -hmm. When we try to write how teenagers talk and act, it never feels authentic. It never feels great. Mm -mm. And I think it comes best from somebody writing about like a past experience of like being a teenager. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the most authentic teenage movies are the ones that are looking back at an older time, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Because, like, you were there and you experienced that. Yes. Because it's so relatable to the person who wrote it, Mm -hmm. we believe it as an audience. Right. You know, it's relatable to us completely. Even if, like, we obviously didn't grow up in the 70s. Right. (laughs) But somehow, I did relate to so much of it. Yeah. Even though I didn't grow up in the 70s, it just had that feel to it. Yeah. And that, like you said, that authentic feel. Yeah. And I think that it was really well cast. Mm Mm-hmm. I felt like it was really well directed and a really fun experience. Yeah. So I <laughs> I had a little bit of a different childhood than Caitlin. We'll just put that out. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I grew up with four older brothers. And I think the only thing that differentiated my childhood from theirs is that I had to wear dresses to church. <laughs> so yeah. there was no line, which I actually really appreciate about my parents that they figured out pretty quickly that I was not interested in those types of things. Mm-hmm. And really did not force me into that hole of being like girly or feminine or having to play with dolls, Mm -hmm. having to be feminine, basically. And so I did not read books like this. No. (laughs) I read Narnia. I read Mm -hmm. The Hardy Boys. I think the girliest book I read was I occasionally read Nancy Drew occasionally which is like what all the tomboys read really my best friend (laughs) shout out to my best friend bernadette she was a tomboy Uh and like super into sports like you growing up and she was obsessed with nancy because nancy's a bad bitch i was gonna say nancy wasn't really girly no like she was a bad bitch she was out here doing she was kind of a feminist she was you know yeah so i i grew up i mean like with the boxcar children yeah like little like i liked ragamuffins i liked (laughs) you know adventurers i liked that kind of content because you were a ragamuffin i was i was i basically lived in the woods yeah (laughs) (laughs) there was an entire summer that i literally lived inside of a tent outside of my parents house i can't and they just let it happen they're just like abby's out in the tent of course that's how i lived why wouldn't you (laughs) why wouldn't i be yeah And so I obviously had no experience with this book and went into this movie honestly completely blind. I think I've seen one trailer that has played on TV a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, same. I will say that based on the trailer, I had two thoughts. My first thought was, this looks like something I am not interested in. Mm-hmm. And number two is, how are we old enough that Rachel McAdams is the mom? Yeah. That really disturbed me. I know. Also disturbing was the fact that you and I very much related to the parents and we don't have children no children but (laughs) we are her we are her parents Mm -hmm. and so i think it was very weird watching a coming of age movie where i related more to the parents than i did to Mm -hmm. the kid Mm -hmm. and that was a little scary yeah um but also a really interesting experience like i feel like i'm finally like i'm an adult now yeah and like these people look like they're close to my age and Uh they have a kid it's just crazy but i have to say I really enjoyed this movie. <gasps> you did? I really yeah. did. I I think that it was a really well-told story, mm-hmm. even though it was simple. It was such a more authentic representation of 
growing up Mm -hmm. than any of the other coming of age movies that we see. Mm -hmm. The coming of age movies that we see and that we grow up on are very like inflated and melodramatic. Mm -hmm. And it's either they're overwritten. I mean, don't get me wrong. I really enjoy Perks of Being a Wallflower, but it's the most Mm -hmm. overwritten movie of all time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. None of the characters say words that human people would say. Sure. And also a lot of coming of age stories that we're used to show these really like far fetched plots Mm. that it doesn't feel like you're witnessing somebody just growing up. You're watching somebody growing up in these extraordinary circumstances. Coming of age movies make you feel like, wow, did I like miss out on childhood because my life wasn't like that? You know? Yeah, I do. This just felt like I was watching just like an American family. Mm hmm. And one that was very relatable Mm -hmm. and one that was going through things that like normal people go through and deal with. Mm -hmm. The ability to make the mundane and the regular parts of life Mm -hmm. so funny and so warm Mm -hmm. and so entertaining, really. I Mm -hmm. mean, like it really was an entertaining movie. I just have to say like hats off to the writer and director and Mm -hmm. like this entire cast because I was stunned at how much I enjoyed this movie. I know. I was so nervous (laughs) about what you would think of it. Right. Because again, you did have a very different childhood. I knew that you weren't going to relate to Margaret. Right. Of course, even though I'm 32 years old, I still relate to Margaret. (laughs) (laughs) Because my pre-puberty and adolescence was in a lot of ways very similar to hers. Mm -hmm. So I do still feel like very nostalgic and like I can relate to that. Yeah. But I definitely also related to Rachel McAdams. for sure. And so I was nervous about if you would like this or not, because Mm -hmm. it's really not your speed. It's not. No. And I feel like sometimes I feel like I, my experience growing up, not necessarily feeling like I connected with other girls Mm. was almost spectating their lives Mm. instead of being like a part of it, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And so the scenes where Margaret is like with her little group of friends, Mm -hmm. like I've been in those situations Mm -hmm. before. And so like I could relate to it in in that sense is that, you know, I certainly wasn't stuffing my bra because (laughs) I didn't care. Right. But I definitely remember being in groups of girls talking about, oh, I shaved my legs. Uh huh. Like it was like a big deal. A when, huge like, deal. Sh- like when you first started shaving oh my your God. legs. Like, oh my God, guys, I shaved my legs. It took me so long to get permission to <laughs> shave my legs. <laughs> Most people just did it without permission. Oh, well, too. not this girl. <laughs> yeah. I got to be honest, it made my life a lot easier not thinking that way. I was oh, not I'm sure. You couldn't be bothered with any of that. I couldn't be bothered with any Still of can't. The, <laughs> truly, no. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> to this day, I could not be bothered. But I do, it really did feel like I was almost like with my friends again that I grew up with. I want to go back to one thing you said. Yeah. Because I think that's what makes this movie so good. Mm -hmm. You said that it's warm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's spot on. I think that really from start to finish. Yeah. This is like a warm, like feel good movie. Mm -hmm. It's heartwarming. Yeah. And it's comforting. Yeah. And it also really is almost a celebration of girls growing up. And families. Honestly, a celebration of women. Yeah. Because I think one of the things that I really enjoyed about the movie was that it wasn't just watching Margaret the whole time. Mm -hmm. You 
really did, and the synopsis even covered it, is mm-hmm. that you were watching Sylvia, who is Kathy Bates, her grandmother, experiencing like elderly loneliness, which mm-hmm. is a huge problem, a yeah. massive problem. Yeah. I thought her story was really beautiful. Yeah. I thought the connection between Margaret and Sylvia mm. was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then also Rachel McAdams' character, who was trying to figure out her role as a mother because she's surrounded by all these stay-at-home moms. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't really want that. Like, she's mm-hmm. an artist. She wants to, you know, teach art classes. And she's like, well, I'm going to, like, take a stab at being a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. And you can watch her not really being able to, like, connect with the other moms and mm-hmm. feeling less than because, like... She doesn't know how to decorate a house, but everybody else does, apparently. And so it was all these little moments where it was not just Margaret going through, like, boys and periods and puberty. Like, Uh it wasn't just that. It was an entire movie where all three of these women represent what it is to be a woman in different stages in different stages of life Mm -hmm. and so i know i'm jumping the gun here but i would recommend this movie to any woman i know Mm -hmm. and especially to go see it either with your mom Mm -hmm. with your sisters Mm -hmm. or with like your friends Yes. Because I think after that movie, all I wanted to do, which like we didn't really talk about because you had a migraine like when we left, sure. was tell little stories about my childhood. Mm. It like sparked so many memories yeah, of my same. own childhood. Like while I was watching, I was like, oh my God, I remember doing that. Yeah. I rem- Wow. I remember when this one friend of mine did that. Mm-hmm. This is a movie that not only makes you feel really good, but it's also an incredible conversation starter Mm -hmm. and just like the most nostalgic (laughs) type movie you could really see. I completely agree with you. Mm -hmm. You will talk about it after. And I just feel like it's so contagious. Yeah. Like even the more I think about it, the more I like it. Yeah. Honestly. And I want to see it again. Like, this is a movie that I'm going to watch a lot, I feel like. Honestly, like, I am too, like, I totally would be down to watch this again because one of the highlights of it is certainly the acting. Rachel McAdams is outstanding in this movie. Honestly, one of my favorite performances from her ever. A hundred, I just got tears in my eyes. I know, I see that. She was powerful, moving, kind, warm, funny, like all of these things that I was just like, wow. You are excelling in this. <laughs> she is like aging well. Yeah, she, she is looked aging great, great yeah. first of all. But she, I actually agree. I think this might be maybe my favorite performance of yeah. hers that I've seen. Yeah. She just absolutely nailed it. Yeah. And then Kathy Bates is Kathy Bates is Kathy sure. Bates. Um, yeah, there's nothing else to say. She's wonderful and perfect and cannot do wrong. Yeah. Um, but she was incredible as Sylvia and I thought she was almost unrecognizable as Kathy Bates. Like yeah. she became Sylvia. Yeah. And was just this like massive character that just was larger than life. And honestly, she reminded me a lot of my grandmother. Yeah. And my relationship with my grandma was very similar to mm-hmm. that of her relationship with Margaret. Yeah. And so that obviously was like a really cool thing to see for me because it was just, mm-hmm. again, nostalgic. Like I miss talking to my grandma on the phone. Yeah. This movie had so much heart yeah. that it was bursting. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> to round out the cast, though, I thought all of the kids were amazing. Yes. All of them. There was not one bad performance from no. the kids. But Abby Ryder Fortson, 
who plays Margaret, Mm -hmm. was stunning. She delivered what I would put up there with one of the best performances from a child I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. You know, there's Haley Steinfeld and True Grit, where it's like, yeah, where it's these like hearty, like, you know, sure, kind of tough roles that kids have to go through or Abigail Breslin. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm thinking about those roles that really stand out. Mm -hmm. And even though this is a family movie and a comedy, Mm -hmm. I would be totally okay with her getting like a nomination for this Absolutely. movie. I thought she was amazing. She really was. And also Rachel McAdams too. Like the two of them gave performances that I would absolutely put on a nomination list. And both of them and Kathy Bates, like they, the three of them just carried this movie so beautifully, so well. And even though I knew they were all good actors going sure. into it. I was still surprised by all I of think them. they exceeded expectations, yeah. honestly. Yeah. And I think it also has a lot to do with the director. Yeah. I think she really channeled like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just picturing like a bunch of like girl care bears, like <laughs> beaming <laughs> like female energy, like out of their bellies. Uh-huh. Like that's what this movie did. Like yeah. I feel like the director and Rachel McAdams and Kathy Bates mm-hmm. and Abby Fortson, I feel like they just like, <laughs> they were like with our powers combined (laughs) and they just like made this beautiful piece of art that was just such a like you said a celebration of being a woman yeah I also thought that often whenever it's like not a period piece but like a like an era piece Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's like they almost mute the colors so that Mm -hmm. it looks a little bit like old film like it's mm-hmm. like, oh, like it's like this faded. is set in the 70s uh-huh. and I really liked that it was just filmed naturally mm-hmm. and and you got lost in that time period in a very natural way instead of it being like force fed to you that like we're in the 70s now yeah you know just based on the way they were dressed and mm-hmm. the and the activities they were doing and the way their life looked you knew they were in the 70s yeah. you didn't need to like over dramatize the visuals and I appreciated that they were very similar simple with mm-hmm. the cinematography and they almost just let the actors and the script tell the story without mm-hmm. force feeding us into this era basically yes so that being said too i thought the script was beautiful yeah very natural dialogue mm-hmm. very incredibly funny it was really funny very funny and there were some plot lines that I felt got a little muddy or dropped in the middle where it felt like there was a really big emphasis on her friendship with these three other girls Mm. like right at the beginning Mm -hmm. and then we kind of forgot about them for a while and then we like kind of jumped right back into their Mm -hmm. friendship at the very end I thought there was some room for improvement for sure Sure. like it wasn't not a perfect script but I thought that it was really successful at what it was trying to do and the last like filmmaking shout I have to give Mm -hmm. is the soundtrack was (gasps) there was not a single miss no it was hit after hit after hit and I really thought that the music just kept the energy of the movie the Mm -hmm. entire time and it was all like music that we recognized and so it was just like fun to listen to yeah I agree I thought the soundtrack was great and I think that was part of what did that natural time telling part Uh you know as far as keeping us in the 70s because I totally agree with you about all of that I think it was 70s without it being like hey it's the 70s you know what I mean like it was (laughs) very natural very simple 
very understated and it was just like we knew it from the second we saw rachel mcadams in those giant sunglasses (laughs) and her like flowy hair Mm -hmm. i was like it's the 70s like it's so clear little bang yeah she had some she looked great i can't get over how good she she looked she did look really good (laughs) she had like no makeup on the entire movie i know she looks so good I do also have to just quickly mention there is one other note I would have for the movie, I guess, okay. is that even though I really liked the actor and the character of the father, mm-hmm. one of the major plot points was that Rachel McAdams, her character, Barbara, is no longer communicating with her parents Mm -hmm. because she married a Jewish man and Mm -hmm. she's Christian. There is not a single ounce of chemistry between these two. (laughs) So you could never, ever convince me Mm -hmm. that she would risk her life, her family (laughs) and her relationship with her parents to be with this man. Yeah. And so I thought that they could have either developed their relationship more, Mm -hmm. shown us more moments between the two, or it was maybe just a casting thing. I don't Mm -hmm. know. But it almost felt like there was no romantic connection between Mm -hmm. them. And I just couldn't buy into that storyline. That's fair. We didn't see them together a whole bunch. And the times that we did, it was kind of choppy, like cut throughout the story. We got this almost like shell of a representation of the Mm. dad at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then they tried to like integrate him too hard at the end. So I thought his character definitely could have used a little bit more fleshing out for sure. Yeah. I thought his was probably the weakest character. Yeah. Which funny enough, he's the man. So I was going to say, <laughs> maybe that was on purpose. Yeah. Like maybe it was just like, it's not really about you. Like <laughs> you're just the dad. You're just kind of there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the last thing I really want to talk about is the religious element. Yeah, to this I was movie. wondering when we were going to get there. Yeah. So obviously this movie is called Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And the interesting thing about Margaret, especially because it is in the 70s, which mm-hmm. is, you know, still a time where most Americans were in churches. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing is that Margaret has a Jewish dad and a Christian mom. And they decided together that they weren't going to raise her up in one of the other. Mm -hmm. And she could just choose when she got older. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite plot points was Margaret like testing out different religions. (laughs) I thought that was a really fun. And it was like not a sequence necessarily. It was like throughout Mm -hmm. the movie, you could see her going to various religions. Yeah. And watching her kind of experience that. Honestly, like I wish I had done that as a kid. Right. I was not allowed to go to no. any other church. No. I couldn't even go to weddings of cousins mm-hmm. or aunts or uncles who were not Catholic. No. Like, I'm not joking. Until I was, like, an adult. No. <laughs> I was not allowed. There was a time in my life where I got really into, like, praise and worship music mm-hmm. when I was, like, honestly, around the time of Margaret's age, which yeah. is, like, fifth and sixth grade which is when you start to question things like that about god and so i got really into like contemporary christian music Mm -hmm. and my mom hated it because it wasn't like catholic Catholic music music. yep it was christian music and she didn't like that at all (laughs) i'm like but they're talking about jesus like what's so bad about it and she was like but it's not catholic music there's a difference there is a difference (laughs) i agree with you that her whole experience with religion and like being at that age where you question things mm-hmm. was so relatable and also what was relatable was the way she prayed because yes. praying as a child m- most of my prayers were just bargains I yeah was like, oh a hundred percent 98 percent of my prayers were like god if you give me this toy for christmas mm-hmm I'm going to do the dishes every night this week. That's 
so funny. Like I, it was literally just like every single prayer was a bargain. Yes. And I think a lot of this movie, Margaret's representation when she's like, I don't know which God to pray to, but I'm going to pray to one. Yes. And most of it's going to be like, hey, God, like, I promise if you do this for me, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be a good kid. Like, right. <laughs> It's so relatable. It was so relatable. And I think the most relatable thing about the entire movie was that at the highest peak of Margaret feeling guilt, she ends up in, in the Catholic, Catholic confessional. <laughs> Dude, she had not explored Catholicism nope. yet. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for the Catholic part. We I was both like, when are, when are they going to do? Because it's in New Jersey. So there's yes. going to be a Catholic has scene. has to be a Catholic scene. And of course, it was in a confessional. Oh, my God. And it was right. Like, again, she is feeling so guilty and mm-hmm. so bad about herself mm-hmm. and she the first thing she does is follow a girl from her school into the catholic church mm-hmm. and it's, then sit down in a confessional and i was like wow this is also relatable, <laughs> also relatable. <laughs> man how awkward was confession Dude. though so weird face-to-face was honestly the worst kind of confession face-to-face is like traumatizing i absolutely have ptsd from that but i thought that whole storyline about margaret and figuring out religion was very obviously not pointing us in one way or the other but it really was a good representation of being a kid and just questioning like what are all these different beliefs and why do people believe them Uh uh-huh I was a nightmare in religion class because I started questioning religion probably when I was in fourth or fifth grade. And I I was just a menace from that point on because anytime I noticed a contradiction, (laughs) I would just be like, hey, so, and I would say it and then it would always be like, well, you know, that's where faith comes in. Uh And I think watching Margaret's experience in this movie was that she really was trying to find something that made sense and that felt Mm -hmm. like home. And I think she even talks about that. She talks about like she doesn't, she's looking for something that gives her the feeling. Give her the feeling and comfortability, but also that like makes sense to her. And like Mm -hmm. none of them really made sense. And so she was going through a very relatable experience. Again, I feel like we're using the word relatable. I know, but I so much not really another word there's not really another word to use so obviously we've been gushing about this movie for quite some time before we wrap it up what is your popcorn score i don't feel like this will be a surprise to anyone but it is a large popcorn Mm -hmm. for me (laughs) (laughs) even if you're not a woman you would still enjoy this movie the guy that was in the theater with us did not leave he didn't leave i really agree with you and i'm also actually going to give it a large i'm so happy (laughs) and i really think that even if you are a man I think the movie was done in a really tasteful way that will never make you feel uncomfortable. No. Um, There are never scenes that I felt were like voyeuristic or Mm -hmm. like exposed the girls too Mm -hmm. much. Everything was shot really tastefully. This movie would obviously be like a really enjoyable experience for like a group of girls to go see, like Mm -hmm. we said before. But even if you just go see this movie with like your spouse and you're just like a regular old straight couple, like (laughs) you're going (laughs) to... A regular old straight couple. I mean, there's millions of them. Yeah, so. they are. <laughs> <laughs> if you're one of those, like, I really think that you would enjoy it. Unless your husband's name is Chet and he only eats red meat. Yeah, if we have like a Ron Swanson situation. Yeah. No, no Ron Swanson would get a chuckle. Yeah, he would. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. He would. He would do his little Ron laugh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Well, that does it for us. We desperately need to eat dinner. Yes. I think I'm, my blood sugar is like crashing. I'm, right I'm now. crashing. <laughs> my brain is about to power off. <laughs> power off. off. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. There will be a new episode. We aren't necessarily sure what it will be. It's Who a knows? surprise to us all. We're in a weird time right now mm-hmm. with uh, movies. It's kind of hard to find a film that you want to go see right now. Yeah. And I think what we've learned from today is go see Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Please. Because it is definitely one of the better things out there right now mm-hmm. to watch. So definitely suggest that. But until next time, we hope you guys have a fantastic week ahead of you. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us on the ride home. <laughs>